0: This is Brain Diet, episode number 112. I love so much focusing on the food we feed our body, but I love even more focusing on the stuff we feed our brain. My name is Taylor Ann Macy, and I am a certified life coach. Welcome to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain the best information. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. I just returned from Austin, Texas. I was there for the Life Coach School Mastermind. They haven't done this event in a couple of years due to the pandemic, and the energy was palpable. There were so many coaches there and amazing presenters, and just it was such high energy to be surrounded by such brilliant people first of all i can now understand having never been to austin texas before i can totally see the appeal it is a beautiful city and the weather was divine i'm like maybe i should move there no just kidding i don't want to move there but it was such a beautiful city and it was so fun to be there and leading up to it i realized i had never really traveled by myself in this way Because I haven't really ever had a reason to. And what was so beautiful is that when I went by myself to a different state, to a different city, I wasn't there as a mom. I wasn't there as a wife. I was there as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as a life coach. And I never thought I would have labels like that because I, I just didn't even know that it was an option. You know, 10 years ago, I didn't believe, even five years ago, I didn't really believe that I could be more. And it caused me to reflect on how important I think it is that women especially find something to love that is outside the home. For women that are married with children, especially young children, as much as we love those things, and we want to do those things, I'm speaking for myself, but as much as we love those things... They are not who we are. We are not just a mom. We are not just a wife. And I love being those things, but I am a whole person. And in order for me to show that whole person to myself, to really uncover that part of me, that whole part of me, it requires really finding out who I am and what I love and what I want to do in the world. And that is more than just being with children, which I love doing. I think that women deserve to find something that is for them, that is separate from domestication because we are whole humans and we are well-rounded in that way. And I, I don't mean to make this any sort of like feminist rant, but I just looked at how fulfilled I felt. And it, it was just because I was there for me as a business owner and I wasn't there with a husband or, or with kids and it was just focused on something that I was so passionate about. And I found that over the years of running a business, my anxiety has decreased dramatically because brains are designed to go looking for problems. And when I didn't have something constructive to work on, like a business, then my brain would go elsewhere to find problems in my life, to be like, what was wrong with my parenting? What was wrong with my children? What was wrong with my marriage? And not because anything was wrong necessarily, but that's just what brains do is they go to look for problems. And so when I was able to start a business and find something that I was so passionate about, I could find problems in the business in a very constructive way that I was able to then go to work to solve them. And in the solving of them, I was able to create something in the world. I was able to bring value to the world in addition to what I was already doing at home with my family. So for those of you women out there, what is it that you want? What do you wanna try? Start somewhere and just explore something that is different and separate and that interests you. It's a great way to uncover who you are. You are a whole person and you are not just someone in the home, which is a brilliant thing. I don't want to dismiss that, but there is more that you deserve to explore, that you deserve to uncover. Anyway, those are my thoughts. I had such a great time. It was such a blast. And again, just so fun to connect with so many of these coaches that I have worked with. I work for the Life Coach School. I contract for them and so enjoy seeing people from all over the world and seeing people's brains. So anyway, it was a good time. I can't wait to go back to Austin. We did a kayaking tour where we were like on a kayak on, is it the Colorado River that runs right through Austin? And at eight o'clock every night, the bats come out of this bridge. It was so cool. It was so cool. I loved it. Anyway, let's get into our topic today. What we are discussing is the idea, the phrase, it is what it is. It is what it is. Eh, it is what it is. Have you heard this? When I had the idea for this podcast, I feel like I started to hear this phrase everywhere. I was hearing it every single day from whoever in my life. And I think that saying it is what it is, a lot of times it's a statement that is kind of used in an offhand manner. It's kind of dismissive. It's just like, ah, you know, it is what it is. I just want to dismiss the conversation. I want to dismiss whatever this topic is. You want to finish the conversation, right? It's kind of used in that way. But I believe there is great power in this phrase. It is what it is. Other ways that we say it is we'll be like, well, the reality is dot, 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 or the fact is dot, 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 the facts are dot, dot, dot. And essentially, all of these phrases, it is what it is, the reality is, the fact is, these phrases are essentially saying, you know what, this is what I have in front of me. I'm not going to argue any different that this is the fact of reality right now. This phrase is really just... A part of our vernacular, some of our vernaculars in a way. And again, I think it's something that we say without really thinking about it. It's kind of like when someone says, how are you doing? And you're like, oh, I'm doing well. <laughs> it's like, are you really doing well? I don't know, but it's just kind of what you say. You know what I mean? But there is power in this phrase. There is power in not arguing any different. When you can look at anything in your life and say, it is what it is. This is the fact that is in front of me. This fosters acceptance, it eliminates the suffering that comes with wishing something were different that is out of your control. Have you ever felt that way where you just wish so bad that something were different and you feel powerless? That powerlessness is optional. Us wishing things were different is what causes us pain, not the fact that they exist. So to be able to accept things as they are eliminates so much pain and suffering. Though this phrase, it is what it is, maybe we say it unintentionally, maybe we say it unconsciously, I like to see it as an already built-in opportunity for some of us to capitalize on an existing thought to accept what is placed before us. A lot of times to cultivate different mindsets, we have to practice different thoughts. So if we already have one that we say often, it is what it is, why not use that that's already there, that's already built into your brain and pay attention enough to it to allow it to work in you, to allow it to empower you. This thought is us, instead of denying what's in front of us or trying to argue it away, we are saying, here's what I have. These are the facts. I'm not going to turn a blind eye. I'm not going to turn a blind eye to them. Who do I want to be? For example, I had a friend who I love dearly, and they had planned this cruise for almost a year. It was like a Mexican cruise or something. It sounded really super fun. And their flight to get there got canceled. And so they missed their cruise. So the fact is, it is what it is. The flight was canceled, and they missed their cruise. That's the data. Those are the facts of what happened to them. Now, missing a flight and having a cruise canceled, this doesn't cause emotions within us. It's how we think about those facts that cause emotions within us. So if my friend were to have looked at these facts like, oh, we missed the flight or the flight was canceled and we missed the cruise, if they were to have looked at that and said, oh my gosh, this is the most terrible thing in the whole world, yeah, it would have been painful. And maybe they wanted to feel that way, right? I'm not saying that's not a valid option to think and feel that way about something like this. However, when we can look at the data of something like that and say, it is what it is. Here are the facts. I'm not going to wish they were different. And maybe I'm feeling disappointed, but I can tell myself I'm feeling disappointed because of a thought that I'm having about this, which then presents me with the opportunity to say, okay, maybe I'm disappointed, but who do I want to be now? These are the facts. I'm feeling disappointed. I can feel that all the way through and then decide who do I want to be. And I think they ended up, you know, going to Florida, like they still took the vacation and whatever, and maybe it wasn't as fun as the cruise. I don't really know. However, the ability to say, all right, I'm not going to argue this away. I'm not going to be pissed off about it. I'll just be disappointed. Allow that to pass through and then move on. What are we going to do? Now we have an opportunity to go somewhere else. What could we do? It is what it is. Another example is my birthday last November. I was really, really sick. That's kind of my jam these days being on chemotherapy infusions as I get sick all the time. And when I'm sick, I'm sick for a long time, right? Like for weeks at a time. And I was so excited about my birthday. I was just dead sick. And so I wake up and my cute husband was like, hey, your gift might not be possible because of how you're feeling. And I'm like, what is it? And he said, I have rented studio time for you to go and record a song. And my mom was going to play for me and we were going to just jam, right? Which is one of my favorite things on planet earth to do. However, I was sick as a dog and sounded like a dog. And so the idea of singing just wasn't really a legitimate option, especially if I was gonna like record something, it just wasn't, it wasn't a viable option for the state of things at the time. And so at the time it's like, okay, it's my birthday. The fact is I'm sick. The fact is going and trying to record something isn't going to sound the way I want it to sound. It is what it is. The facts are, here's what we have before us. I'm sick and it's my birthday. Now what? Instead of wishing I weren't sick, which if that worked, that would be great. I could eliminate a lot of sicknesses if I could wish it away, but it doesn't. Instead of resenting my life, instead of resenting my disease, instead of being pissed off that I'm some type of victim, which again, I mean, this is a small example, but you know what I mean? It's easy to slip into this victim mentality. Instead of that, I'm like, these are the facts. Now what? And I kind of went into problem-solve mode. It was like, all right, well, you know, what are we going to make of this today? Maybe I can reschedule this session. How can we have a great day today, even though I feel like crap? Instead of just wallowing and living in that space of victim mentality, it was like, the facts are these. Now, who do I want to be? It is what it is. Another example is when you've overeaten. Let's say you had a weekend binge and you're feeling all sorts of things about it. The fact is maybe that you ate more than your body needed for your specific goals. Say you're cutting, say you're maintaining even, say you have some type of goal that you are trying to eat in compliance with. And let's say over the weekend, you ate well over that calorie amount. Okay. So those are the facts of the numbers, the calories, the macros of what you ate beyond that goal. Again, it's just data. Like here are the numbers of what you need to achieve this physical goal. And here are the numbers that you ate over the weekend. Like to neutralize those facts down so much to where it really is just boring data. That's the fact. It is what it is that exists. And that's a part of your life right now. Now what, who do you want to be consciously instead of making it mean something painful, like you're a failure and you'll never achieve your goals. You just look at the facts. The facts are I ate these numbers when I was trying to eat these numbers. Now what? When you can come at it from a conscious place like this, it allows you to be much more deliberate and empowered as you move forward. To be like, okay, I can kind of see what was going on for me over the weekend. Now I'm not going to punish myself. I'm not going to try to do any repentance exercise or restrict any food. I saw this thing on Instagram that I just thought was so brilliant that it was like you wouldn't restrict food from a child if the day before they hadn't done PE or they ate ice cream. Hello, that's brilliant. That was Butter Your Macros, which I love them. They've been on the podcast before; they're so great. But the same goes for you, people. If you overeat on the weekends, it doesn't make sense to restrict and punish. Okay, it doesn't work. It doesn't create sustainable results, and you feel terrible. So whatever it is you ate yesterday or over the weekend. Maybe seek to understand it a little bit, but just focus on who you want to be now. The fact is, you did overeat. Now what? Who do you want to be? I think this also can be carried over into humans. This idea of it is what it is. These are the facts. The reality is, right? But this also carries over into who we can be. And the other day, my husband Ben and I were on a walk, and we were talking about our five-year-old. And we were talking about how he's just so, like present with his emotions and not deliberately. I I think most kids are this way where it's like, if they're mad, they're mad. And then when they're done, they're done. And then when they're happy, they're happy. And when that passes, that passes. Like there's no wishing anything were different. They're just very present with what is present for them. And Ben kind of made the offhand comment. He's like, yeah, you know, he is who he is. Again, that comment could have been made just in a like, yeah, this is just kind of what we say. We just throw this out there. Uh, It doesn't really mean what we want it to mean, but it is just a conversation ender or whatever. But I stopped him and I said, okay, so here's an example of this same thing. For us as parents to be able to look at this five-year-old, look at this human and whatever it is that he is experiencing and say, he is who he is. The reality is right now he's feeling upset. The reality is right now he's feeling concerned. The reality is right now he's feeling whatever it might be for him. And he doesn't go around thinking he should be different. And he doesn't try to be. Whatever he feels in that moment is just what he feels. And then he moves on. And I think as we grow older, at some point, we grow out of that. And we develop this resistance to reality. And we try to be different than what we are. We try to deny the truth of what's happening for us. By the same token, just as my son, he is who he is. We can say, they are who they are, whoever they is. When we can say they are who they are, it allows us to accept the reality of how people show up. Like, you know, those people that are always late instead of going around being like, oh my gosh, I just wish they would quit being late all the time. It messes with my life and it messes with my schedule. It's like, no, you know what? The reality is, the fact is they are who they are. They are the type of person that is late sometimes maybe more than sometimes. When we can open up to that truth, like, okay, this is who they are. And so far me wishing they were different, me trying to change them isn't working. So if that's the case, they are who they are. Who do we want to be? If you know someone is always late, then instead of resenting them for it, how do you want to accommodate for that? Like maybe give them a different time or something along those lines, right? It's like, okay, if they are who they are, How can I be who I want to be in the midst of this? Same goes for kids who don't listen, right? They are going to do what they're going to do. We can't really control kids, unfortunately. So if that's the case, how can we say they are who they are right now? This is who they want to be because that's who they're being. Thus, who do I want to be in response? Instead of trying to change them unsuccessfully, we just decide who do I want to be? Same with spouses that do what we don't want them to do. As much as we wish we could change them we cannot so who do we want to be if they are who they are if they are not doing what we want them to do how can we say they are who they are this is them how can we open up to the reality of who they are because if wishing they were different worked like i said i would be all for it if we could wish other people to be different then godspeed right but that doesn't work we've tried that we've experimented with that so if that doesn't work then what else can we try The alternative is for us to open up to accept who they are and then reassess and then decide who we want to be and how we want to respond. So this idea of it is what it is, they are who they are, this can be done with external things, pieces of data outside of us, people, events, it is what it is, but it can also be done with internal things. We have external facts. We have things that exist outside of us and everything outside of us is harmless to us until we have a thought about it. Until we look at the person that's late. That isn't painful or annoying. The person that's late is just information in our outside world. And we're the ones that make it painful by thinking something like, I wish they were different. They shouldn't be this way. Thoughts like that are so painful to go around thinking. So with the external things, you can take the data and say, it is what it is, and then decide, what do I want to think about this? What do I deliberately want my thought to have? So that's the external piece. The internal piece is a little bit more abstract, but I believe that it is equally as important. We could call them internal facts, and though we couldn't prove them necessarily just stay with me that what you are thinking and feeling is a fact. It's, it's, it's real for you. It is the truth of what you are experiencing. Those internal facts are generally classified as thoughts and emotions. What you are thinking and what you are feeling is what's happening internally for you. They are the truth of your experience. So let me show you how this applies. Let's say you are experiencing anxiety. That's one of your emotions that's coming up for you for whatever reason. For you to be able to look at that internal experience and say, it is what it is. The fact is, the reality is, I am having the emotion of anxiety. Instead of feeling it and going, something's wrong, I need to solve for this, this isn't a good thing, I shouldn't be feeling this, I wish I weren't feeling this. Like, hello, that just compounds any type of anxiety that you have and makes it so much worse when you're wishing it away. So, this is where this phrase comes in I'm having anxiety. It is what it is. I'm having an urge, right? An urge to eat, an urge to scroll, an urge to numb myself. When you can acknowledge that urge within your body and say, okay, I see this urge. It is what it is. It's here. It's real. It's the truth of my experience right now. And I can open up to it. I'm not going to argue it away. I'm not going to be pissed off that it's here. I will be with it. I have an urge. It is what it is. Anytime you have negative thoughts about yourself, self-hatred, thoughts, self-criticism, you see these thoughts running through your mind, and you say, Okay, it is what it is. These thoughts are not truths, they are not facts, but the fact that I am having them is true. But just because you have a thought doesn't make it true. So for you to notice those thoughts and say, okay, it is what it is, that's what's happening in my brain right now. Now I' I can be the person that says, "Uh uh-uh, brain, I will not allow that. We won't go there. That's not necessarily true, nor is it helpful. We have that power within us to acknowledge what is true, to acknowledge what is happening for us, and then say, okay, it is what it is. Now, who do I want to be? I'm not going to run away from this. I'm going to accept, all right, this is what's happening for me. This show has already started here. So how can I be here? And instead of argue it away... Be present with it and allow it to be there. The more that you allow, the quicker it dissipates, the less pain overall that you are in. Whatever is happening for you externally, it is what it is. It's the fact outside of you. It's the truth. Whatever is happening internally for you, whatever thoughts and feelings you are having, it is what it is you are experiencing thoughts and emotions. You can accept that they are there and then decide who you want to be. Often our brain wants to try to respond to facts that don't exist yet. Like when you think about anxiety and worry, it's generally about future problems. You're like, oh, but this might happen. And what if this happens? And this, like, it just goes to worst case scenario, right? But if we don't have the facts then we cannot say it is what it is. Now, the fact that you are having the thoughts, sure, those exist for you. And you can look at those and accept that you're having them. But you don't yet actually have a problem. So those potential problems, those what ifs, all of those things aren't. When you say it is what it is, the problems in the future, they aren't. They don't exist yet. There's nothing to drop into acceptance of. There's nothing to form a conscious action plan around. The only thing to accept when it comes to potential future problems is that the future is unknown. The future, it's unknown. It is what it is. We don't know. We have no control over some things and the way that they go in our lives. This is where you can say the future is unknown. That is the fact. Who do I want to be relative to that? If I can drop into acceptance of, I don't know what's going to happen today, tomorrow, and a month. So who do I want to be now with the facts I have? So in your life, see the facts outside of you and accept them first. It is what it is. They are who they are. Then look at the facts of what's happening internally for you. I'm having these thoughts. I'm having these emotions. It is what it is. These emotions are what they are. How can I accept them and then decide who I want to be? Make the conscious decision of what thoughts you want to think about these things externally and internally, whether it's a late person or the emotion of anxiety. Decide on purpose to think this is okay. If this isn't a problem, who would I be? That is all I have for you, everybody. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next week. Hey, do you have a coach guiding you through your weight journey? If not, I would be so thrilled to be yours. I want to invite you to come work with me in my private one-on-one program where I create an individualized plan for you based on your body in order to create the results that you want. I teach you how to not even want the foods that are sabotaging your physical goals, all while learning how to be more confident, how to feel better, and how to uplevel your life. We work to create the body that you want and to feel good doing it. To sign up for a free mini session with me, check out the link in the show notes. I'll see you soon.